Hi, this is Mark Wade, writer of Daredevil, and you're listening to Longbox Heroes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 493 of Longbox Heroes. Joe and Todd here with you. Todd, how you feeling, pal? I'm doing good. I don't have any sicknesses or fevers or nothing. I do have a fever for comics, but that's incurable. But mm. I don't have any other fevers. I was having some concerns over the last couple of days uh, at the super secret science job. They moved everyone into like, we had like a floor of an office building, right? Mm-hmm. And we were split like half on one side, half on the other. And they kind of put everybody over on one side. So now it's like much more close quarters with people. Right. I don't like it. See, me with the Cinnabon, it's just me in my safe room, so I'm good. Right. Purified air. I'm good. It's just you and all that icing. That's right. And the secret recipe for the for the, the buns. That's all. Isn't it I just could... leave like crescent rolls out in the sun or something? <laughs> no, it's uh, undercooked dough and cinnamon. <laughs> and you put some frosting on top. That's the secret recipe. You cut that part out, right? I'll cut. Yeah, I'll make okay. sure I'll do that. Good. In the heavy editing process I do on this show. <laughs> That's right. Oh, it's regular editing. You're the heavy part. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. So we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. A lot of follow-ups uh, of stories that we've been talking about here the last couple of weeks. Uh, specifically, I guess, uh, you know, when one of the biggest cancellations, postponements, I guess, that's not a comic book. Right. Not to say that we don't have cancellations and postponements (laughs) of comic books to discuss. And, uh, the announcement of a book that, uh, Todd took to social media in a firestorm this past week. And if I was on social media, I would have told him to save it for the show, but. Okay. (laughs) Uh, we have uh, conventions that are happening this weekend. For now, <laughs> we have digital books and sales, a bunch of uh, new freebies as well. Uh, we have what we read this past week, and since there's no TV talk this week, we are jammed up with books that we read from this past week, including but not limited to Billionaire Island number one, Flash 750, Strange Adventures number one, and Batman number 90. Looks like Marvel's check didn't clear this month. Oh, no. I know we have what we're looking forward to coming out this week. Uh, Todd's Art Attack. I think we had a couple, two, three of them I saw. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, uh, yeah, let's get right into it, Todd. Sure thing. So, uh, as we discussed here on the show the last couple weeks, uh, Emerald City Comic Con. Uh, Washington State was one of the first uh, documented cases in the United States where people popped up having a a strain of the coronavirus. So people were talking about canceling. And this was an ongoing story in between last week's recording and this this recording, excuse me, of different creators canceling, different publishers pulling out, different retailers, you and I discussing back and forth how this is all going to be handled. And Emerald City put out an announcement this past Thursday afternoon, stating after many hours of conversation internally and consultation with local government officials and the Tourism Bureau, we have decided to move Emerald City Comic Con to the summer. Uh, date and detail announcement forthcoming. Right. 
this is pretty huge. I think so. I've never seen a comic convention, like one of these sizes, postponed for like anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I can't think of anything. I granted there's probably, you know, like during Katrina or something like that. But, you know, for for something that wasn't like a disaster going on, this this blows my mind. It makes me wonder how many big cons may get canceled throughout the year too. You know, like if you have an outbreak during New York comic con or during Baltimore or in those cities and will they shut down? Will there be any big cons this year? I I don't have those. I don't have a crystal ball, Joe. So I have no idea. Right. It's tough to say, of course. Um, I know when you listen to adults with wrestling later this week, we'll kind of go into that a little bit more on how that's affecting things. But South by Southwest was canceled or postponed. Uh, Coachella was postponed. So this mm-hmm. is not affecting just the world of comic books and professional wrestling, but it's affecting a lot of other things. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are they not postponing the, the final four of the NCAA tournament as well? I don't think they're going to postpone that, but they are may play in empty arenas. Mm-hmm. They may have just the teams come out and play. Um, one of the lesser, like, um, what is it, uh, like, basket, college basketball leagues, it's not like they have all the big schools. And I forget what it is, like, what, like, AAA or double. I don't even understand all because I don't like basketball. But one of them just said, you know what, we're done. We're not even having a tournament because we don't, it's not as big as the March Madness one. We're just, you're the winner. Um, like, a lot of the because basketball is big right now is a lot of them. They're talking about playing NBA games in empty arenas if they have to in certain cities and what they have to do. Like, you know, you're going to be with, you're going to be meeting fans. Like don't be going to your limo, like, you know, taking things out of people's hands and signing them and stuff like that, because that's how stuff's transmitted. And it, it's crazy right now. I'm, you know, I'm glad football's over Joe. Cause we might not have had to do picks or something like that. Are you saying that the XFL isn't football? Oh, that's right. The XFL still hasn't gone under yet. How dare you? Anyway. So uh, all is not lost, though. I know a lot of uh, the companies that were going to be there. I know Oni Press has cited that they're going to be they're going to be offering uh, whatever exclusives that they were going to have at Emerald City Comic Con available through their website. And I know Funko is uh, they announced that they're doing what they call a virtual convention. All of the exclusive products that they had available uh, ready for uh, Emerald City Comic Con are going to be available in their store this upcoming Friday. Uh, The folks who won, like, raffles to purchase stuff first are going to get an email ahead of time about this sort of stuff, and they're going to do, you know, something starting on Wednesday as this episode comes out to try to kind of make the most of this. Right. I think they're even going to have like video stuff and like live video feeds and stuff like that. And I think it's a great idea. I mean, because you got to imagine how much like these big companies like Funko, like they put some money in, in exclusive and going to the show and that's all just washed away. You know, I, granted, Funko makes a lot of money and they can eat it. But, you know, this is a great way to, you know, get around that and get the exclusives out to fans. And I mean... I know a fan who wants one of the exclusives and he's actually going to try for it. And he's on the East coast. So, you know, it it is a little cooler for some of the, you know, fans who couldn't make it, but you know, I look at it as a good thing and hopefully we won't have to do this too many more times. Yeah. Uh, So there's a bunch of, you know, then Funko there's Funko's for everything. And there's a ton of exclusives that they had for Emerald city comic con. So, you know, keep an eye on their website. If you were interested in getting them and kind of, 
kicking at rocks because you weren't going to be able to get them because you weren't able to get out to uh, Emerald City. Mm-hmm. You know, check the website. I know uh, I'll be checking the website to see if any of those uh, Pikachu ones. I'm trying to get one of those Indiana Jones ones for a friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me know when that guy's out of the house. No reason. Okay, I will. Yeah, no reason. No. <laughs> is that the... Let me see. Is that the... Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay, so see, that's... It was a... F... <laughs> Their Pikachu uh, pop is a... As they call flocked, which is just fuzzy. Uh, Charboy. Charmander. Right. And is it... Because I don't have the list in front of me now. I just took that down. Do, is it one of the, It's not a shared exclusive, is it? Because you might be able to get it... Some of them, like the Zatanna, I know a couple of people who are after. And they're hot topics, so they might be... That might be available other places. Did you look? Yeah, it is. This is a... It's an Emerald City and Walmart exclusive. Ah, well, Walmart. Nobody busts up or picks through those. You should mm-hmm. be good. Yeah. So yeah, it just uh, stinks, and I'm sure you know we'll we'll do our best to kind of keep you abreast of uh, you know any of these more big announcements of cancellations of big conventions, and uh, of course later on in the show when we go over the conventions that are happening this weekend, you know be sure to if you're making plans or if you've already made plans, you know keep double checking their social media or otherwise to see uh, if those conventions are still going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the actual comic book news, we do have a bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, a lot of stuff that we've been covering on the show quite a bit, of course. Uh, a variety of late books over at DC. It seems that though it's like the same like six or seven books <laughs> are just continually late. Right. Uh, the Legion of Superheroes book is late. The Metal Men book is late from Dan DiDio. Um <laughs> The Doom Patrol book, uh, that Brian Azzarello Birds of Prey book that was supposed to be out in October, uh, is now pushed all the way back to middle of April. And then a bunch of the even later stuff has been canceled and resolicited, most specifically the Batman vs. Rayshaw Ghoul issues 5 and 6, and the Keith Giffen, a.k.a. Salty Keith and Jeff Lemire, Inferior 5 and 6. Right. Uh, those have just been completely canceled to be resolicited at a later date. Wink. Uh, yeah. Um, I I feel as though the Batman Rayshaw Ghoul will come out me- at some time. Yep, because it's Neil Adams. They'll that it's, always sells. Yeah, it's Neil Adams. It's Batman. You know, one or the other would have been enough, but both together. Meh. Uh, you got no problem there. As for the Inferior Five. Number five and six, it went from a 12-issue maxi-series to a six-issue <laughs> miniseries. Let's just call it a four-issue miniseries at this point. <laughs> the cliffhanger ending. Yeah. Call I, it I'm Hunch. Call it, you know, women's intuition. Call it what you will. <sighs> but sadly, I don't think that book is going to be coming out no more. If they, have... cancel the, if they cancel the orders for it to be resolicited at a later date, Yeah. See, I think it's like I'm with you. It's done, done. 
because like the metal man and, and, and everything with De- with Dan Didio, we'll see. But Dan Didio greenlit, like him and Keith work together on a lot of those projects. Like they work together on OMAC and they work together. I forget what on the, the other one was that they did. And they kind of had the same taste in, in comics and everything. And I believe he was the one who greenlit this and gave it to him. And now with Dan out with this, like on hiatus now, knowing how tight they were, I think, you know, whoever's coming in and the, and the, the bookkeepers are like, this never made any money. It, nothing you guys ever really did make money. Like, shut it down and we're going to, you know, we're going to cut our losses and everything and get away from it. I, I'm i with you. I don't think we'll ever see uh, Inferior 5 finished in our lifetime. Correct. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things that we'll definitely see in our lifetime, Todd. Right. Is uh, the Jeff Johns, Jason Fabok. Batman Three Jokers book. Mm-hmm. Uh, this book was supposed to spin out of stuff from Doomsday Clock. I think. I don't remember I, when it was originally solicited. It was never solicited. Oh, it was taught. Okay, when it was initially talked about. The, all the way back in New 52. Okay. At the end of New 52... Um, I don't know if you remember this. Batman got in the Mobius chair, like the new God chair or whatever, and he sat on the chair like for a minute. And Jeff Johns wrote was like, I see it all. I see this and I see that and I see this and I see the three jokers. So this has been before rebirth, the mention of the three jokers. Um, so what are we uh eighty issues in a Batman it's shipped twice a month? So four years ago? Yeah. That's when Three Jokers was first mentioned. So now we have it officially uh, slated to be coming out in the summer. Right. June, I believe. Um, yeah, as you're saying here, at the very least, um, there was print ads that it was going to be part of Black Label. Uh, it says here, the idea was first introduced in July of 2015 mm-hmm. at a at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, then, as you mentioned, it was teased as, you know, you said it uh, when Batman sat in the Mobius chair, and that was in, like, Justice League issue 42. It was teased again in DC Rebirth. Yes. And then that was the last time it was mentioned. Right, other than Jason Fabok tweeting out pages as he was yeah. going. But the most important thing about this is, is that there's going to be no delays on this book. Sure, because it's all done, they're saying, or it will be all done. Uh-huh. I remember when they said they had a good head start on Hush. And I remember, you know, like a lot of stuff. My favorite was because I put out, I was like, hey, when is this going to make it or not? What's the over under? And like people, you know, came over talking to me. My favorite was the basis. He's like, hey, it's only three issues. And they said it's all done. And I said, yeah, until like they show in, you know, uh, an intimate part of the Joker and they have to rewrite and redraw the last issue. And then it's late four months, you know, who knows what could happen under, especially under new regime. We don't know who's running the joint. Um, I'm with you now, Joe. I'm I'm firmly in the co-pilot seat of you. Is like I don't know anymore. I'm not saying books are coming out definitely anymore to, at all. So this is one that we'll have to keep an eye on. 
the mm-hmm. official solicitations for June come out in about two weeks. It says June 17th is the official date of the first issue. I think they'll hit that first date. I definitely think that that one, I definitely think yep. they will, because I've been seeing, I follow him on Twitter, like Jason Fabak literally tweeting stuff and saying like, here's from the second issue. You know what I mean? So probably has the first issue done. I'll guarantee that, but I'm with you. I don't know about two or three. Um, I'll make a bold prediction and say that we don't see this out by the end of 2020. Like this, Whatever this mini series is, two issues, three issues, four issues, five issues, whatever it is, it um, ain't done by the end of 2020. I, I'm guessing that it's three issues because that's what the bassist told me. And he has like the may, maybe through the retailer stuff they told him, he's saying it's definitely three issues. So mm-hmm. I don't know, you know. I don't know. There's jokes in there about better endings and so oh, forth. Oh, no. We would never do that joke. Right. And in the interest of fairness, of course, I do have to mention, as we do weekly, uh, the issue four of J.J. Abrams' kids' Spider-Man book (laughs) is still scheduled for April 8th. Issue five is still scheduled for May 27th. Those dates have not changed. I think we'll know for sure if issue four is coming out in three weeks. That's when we get like that final diamond list for that week. Right. But three weeks for sure, we'll know if the ship has sailed on issue four. And uh, also in continuing in the interest of fairness, as of today, the Rob has still not uh, locked or protected or what have you, his Twitter account. He hasn't. No, he has not. Maybe he thought he did. Maybe that's his reasoning. Maybe. I know he's been doing stuff on Instagram. Right. But he's been doing I don't the... know, know nothing about no Instagram. So what's he been doing over there? I hear official the Rob watch. It doesn't get the intro, you know? That he's doing auctions. I guess he's selling books and variant covers and signed books. He's doing these like auctions you I've seen them before. And Neil the the aforementioned Neil Adams does them on Facebook where he'll be like, "Hey, here's random sketches that I have. Like send me a direct message and auctions and it's this one's going to be for another like 10 minutes or whatever and they'll put like little post-it notes on them. Like this is the way I've seen the the Neil Adams one though. I don't know how the 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 Liefeld one's going. It's like, "All right, so we have this. All right, so it's up to the auctions over so and so's the winner at this price. Um send us you know, we'll send you an invoice, PayPal us, or it goes back up, I guess. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So I guess that's what Rob is doing with signed books. And, you know, because who needs those CGC labels when you're getting them directly from the Rob, Joe? That's right. You have that video proof that he did this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess In- that's exactly what he's doing. Incriminating evidence. <laughs> I wonder if he's manically, like, running around doing it. Like, he's got a lot of energy or something. I want to watch one now. All right. You get an Instagram and you do that. (laughs) Right. Uh, So uh, with the show notes with this episode, of course, we do have some of the conventions that are going on this weekend. Uh, I know last week uh, was Supernova Comic Comic Convention in Melbourne, Australia. This weekend, it's the same cast of characters in Gold Coast, Australia, I guess. Uh, Kevin Eastman, Freddie Williams, James O'Barr. Uh, and the aforementioned George Lazenby. <laughs> uh, 
That's a that's a fun group of people there. Uh, Louisiana Comic Con in uh, Louisiana, Pen- or Louisiana, Pennsylvania, Louisiana, <laughs> United States. Uh, Graham Nolan, uh, Rob Gilry of uh, uh, Chew fame, Kevin Conroy, and Mick Foley are going to be at that one. Oof. Uh, the Northeast Comic Con in Boxborough, Massachusetts. Uh, Jim Starenko, Paul Pilatier. And the amazing Kreskin are going to be there. I wonder if he knew he was going to be there, Joe. Oh, boy. I was going to say, uh, is Yuri Geller still alive? Is he making a con- he, convention appearances? I think he is. Uh, Kreskin, we, we want... I know, I know. <laughs> and not so much as a comic book convention, but it came up on the list of things, and I mention it only because it's the Las Vegas Toy Convention. Right. Uh, we've got Carl Weathers is going to be there. We've got Peter Cullen and Frank Welker, who've been doing the tour together. This is like maybe like three out of the last four weeks, Peter Cullen and Frank Welker doing the thing together, and I'm all about that. If you're a Transformers guy, I think that's a cool opportunity to get a chance to meet them. Right, maybe get a maybe get a voice message on your uh, telephone. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of a lot of sports and entertainers are going to be at this one, Todd. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is going to be there. Oh, Rey Mysterio is going to be there. I wonder what mask he'll have on. Uh, Kabuki Crow will be there. Ooh, that stings. AKA Stang. <laughs> right. Both uh, Scott Hall and uh, I'm okay with him now. And uh, <laughs> Supper Shredder will be there. Himself, Kevin Nash, Supper Shredder. That's right. Uh, Fred Ottman is going to be there, and I know you're not going to know who that is. I have no idea who the Ottman is. He's he's Uncle Fred, but he's more importantly the Shockmaster. If you what, are aware of the Shockmaster, wasn't he a bedazzled Stormtrooper helmet? He certainly was. <laughs> All right, now Uncle Fred, right? Uncle Fred, yeah. Uncle Fred from the Hillbillies? No, he's. See, what happened was, after Shockmaster was a klutz, they decided to pivot the gimmick into him being a lovable construction worker okay. named Uncle Fred. See, I thought Uncle Fred was the big fat guy that came out with Hillbilly Jim. That's Uncle Elmer. Oh, how's he doing? Uh, he's right where they left him. Okay. Uh, but also at this convention, and I throw this out there, for one person... Bill McKenna is going to be there. And hopefully if you're going to this convention, you'll make Bill sweat. One uh, person. That's all I that's have... for. Okay. Is Bill McKenna uh, somebody I should know? Bill McKenna is the head muckety-muck uh, for WWE Toys at Mar- or at Mattel. Oh. Like he's like the top of the food chain guy. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he can get certain figures made. I don't know. I don't know. Well, no, that's for the other company. <laughs> oh, Okay. He needs it. Bill <laughs> needs to make a Hawkins figure, eh, not so much a Broski figure. A Hawkins figure again. I can't wait. I got I'll a list. Any? I, w- <laughs> anyway. I want number twenty-three if he does it. Oh my god! All right. <laughs> so the links to all these conventions are going to be in the show notes, along with links to the soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-named network.com, soon-to-be-named network.tumblr.com. We're all the shows in our network, like-minded individuals, friends, acquaintances, and so forth. Or anytime they appear on another show and they remind me and send me the link and maybe like they say clearly the name of the show and I could find it somewhat easily, I might do the work for you. 
Uh, but you could always count on this show, Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, Puzzle Warriors 3, Profane Arguments, At Odds with Wrestling, Wednesday Night Wars, Final Wrestling Plays. Anytime any of those shows go live, you could find them there. And even the newest addition to the soon-to-be-named network, the Tuesday nights, or the Tuesday morning spectacular, Wings on Wings, where mm-hmm. our friend DJ, his wife Michelle, their friends Brett and Doug, are going episode by episode of the hit TV show Wings, and also eating chicken wings with a variety of hot sauces. Ooh, I hear with lip-smacking uh, effect. <laughs> They really need to do a video episode so that we could see and really experience the pain that they're going through with some of these sauces that they've chosen. I want to see you on there eating some of those hefty hot sauces. Hell no. Mm -hmm. That ain't happening in any stretch of the imagination. Me either. That's right. I think you're, aren't you penciled in to be a special guest around season five somewhere? Right. I, I season three, season four, and season five, an episode each. But when I do go, I well for my first uh, appearance, I have an idea for a signature sauce that I that I'm taking. So, <laughs> is it bland for me? <laughs> yes, yes, it is bland. Good. Uh, uh, so also over in the show notes is the digital sales that are going on. Marvel is going crazy with their sales. They've got sales on cable books. Uh, That's Nathaniel Summers' uh, creation of The Rob. Mm -hmm. Uh, The entire War of the Realms, uh, the recent Thor big event crossover thing from last year, plus all the tie-ins are on sale. Uh, Books involving the Eternals are on sale, which makes me think there's going to be some sort of Eternals announcement this week, or maybe there was one scheduled to be at Emerald City Comic Con before that got canceled. Maybe it'll be done digitally at the Funko Con online. There you go. And uh, DC's Spotlight Sale is on all things Robin. Ooh, that's right. I think the 80th anniversary is coming up. That's right. And uh, I don't think uh, Batman Year One is included in that. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of other stuff in there. You know. Oh, you know what's in there? If you like things, uh, <laughs> if you like things and stuff, right. uh, check out the. Chuck Dixon, uh, Scott McDaniel, Nightwing run from the mid nineties. Mm. Is uh, the Scott Beatty Robin Year one in there? And the uh, Scott Beatty Robin Year one is in there. Well, then grab that one too while you're at it. Yeah, Robin's been in a lot of good books. Yes, he has. Quietly and underratedly, he's been in a lot of good things. He's been the Robin of being Robin. There you go. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like I said, that that night, that mid to late '90s run of Chuck Dixon on Nightwing, very underrated, I'd say. Yes, definitely. And, and you can get the entire run of that for like less than fifty bucks. I'd say most of that run was a blockbuster. Mm, yeah, yeah, it was some really good stuff, and that's like I think like seventy issues, not including like annuals and stuff. Right. Oh, and does it have that annual in it? Well. Uh, where he goes on the date with uh, Barbara doing the doing the, the circus stuff. Fan, one of the greatest issues ever. Oh, no, that was Birds of Prey. I'm thinking of the uh, there was like a year one Nightwing, wasn't there? 
Uh, maybe. I don't think that's I'm included sorry. in this. Okay, I'm all. Are you thinking Nightwing? No, not the Our Worlds at War gimmick thing. Don't you remember there was like an Andraco Nightwing annual? Yeah, but un- that does not appear to be included in this. Oh, it should be. Anywho, that's some good comics. Check them out. Yes. The new freebies this week. Uh, Marvel did flip those earlier <laughs> in the week. Uh, you have the first issue of the Marvel's Project from Ed Brubaker. You have the first issue of the most recent uh, attempt of Marvel doing Marvel Team-Up, written by Eve Ewing. You have the first issue of Uncanny X-Men, back when Bendis took it over. Back, uh, what was that, like like 2012-ish or something? I don't know. And the first issue of Exiles, back from 2001. So if you're a big uh, Morph fan, uh, that is uh, where you can check that out. And it's got some cool art by Mike McCone. Oh, I like Mike McCone. I good. do like Mike McCone. But all that stuff will be in the links in the show notes, of course, that accompany this episode over at longboxheroes.com. So, Todd, let's get into what we read from this past week. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with Flash 750, legacy numbering, Joe. Um, various creators, but the main story is by the regular writer of Flash, Joshua Williams, with Rafa Sandoval and uh, Stephen Segovia. And uh, they, they shared art chores on this. And it's basically the uh, new story, Flash Age, which is bringing in the new villain, Paradox, which I'll get to in a minute. But the story basically is... Uh, Iris doing a story on Flash, uh, interviewing people that he saved over the years. So we get various, you know, interpretations of how people think about the Flash. And as it goes on, Godspeed, who's one of the new speedsters, because you can never have enough speedsters, um, shows up and says, like, I need you to help me with something. And he takes him to Paradox. And the villain, basically, Paradox is his origin was told in the last issue was that he was a person who believed there was multiple timelines and multiverses. And he was studying it the night uh, Flash was hit by lightning. And when he did, uh, he got hit with a little bit of the speed force and saw that there definitely was a bunch of multiverses and ultimate timelines. And he became obsessed with it. So then at one point he was near a flash of fight and he got some of the speed force leaked onto him. I'm not really sure. And he ended up going to this pocket universe that was outside the multiverse and all these timelines. And he was becoming affected by all the times that Flash or a speedster changes things, either Crisis, Flashpoint, and it was hurting him, turning him into this monster. So he decided to go back and destroy Flash because he's ruining people's lives by changing the the time stream and all this. And Godspeed's now somehow involved. It's an interesting story. I want to see where it goes. Um, but if you're not reading the main, you know, the last couple issues, it's not going to make a lot of sense to you. But I ended up enjoying that story a lot. Uh, and it basically was like Iris telling me, you got to get back. You've been moody for most of Rebirth. It's time to, she doesn't say it in those exact words, but you got to get back to what you were about like hope. And I'm hoping they do because like they were supposed to in Rebirth and then they didn't. And now here we are 80 issues later. Let's get back to that Barry. So I'm hoping this is a, a turn that we can see more of that stuff. But I enjoyed the the main story of Flash 750. 
Nobody wrote in any uh, letters to the editor asking why Barry is so grumpy these days. No, but Rainbow Raider did make an appearance. The Rainbow Raider we all know and love, Joe. So I'm happy there. So I don't have to write that grumpy letter. Good. But uh, And then now, there's a couple. Well, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. You're right. So there's a giant like jam issue, if you will, where there's like the main story, as Todd mentioned, and then a ton of other little stories as well. Right, which most of them are like, you know, throwaway, uh, not throwaway, but there is a cool like a Jay story that so we're bringing back Jay Garrick to the to the thing and JSA is going to be popping up later in the year. And then we get a uh, uh, Wally Manhattan story of him sitting on the aforementioned Mobius chair. And now he has the powers of uh, Dr. Manhattan and whatever the Mobius chair does, seeing where that's going to go next year. But the uh, the winner of this uh, story is they have an eight-page Scott Collins, Jeff Johns, Wally West, you know, in the old pre-Flashpoint continuity story. Um, and it's basically just a Captain Cold story for the win, Joe. Um, I had so much fun reading this story of – Captain Cold just going out for a beer run and he runs into somebody robbing a store and Captain Cold stuff ensues and made me happy. Yep, I read this too uh, because this is this is my era of Flash. Mm -hmm. I'm not a long died in the wolf Flash fan as much as Todd is. I did go back and collect that, a lot of that stuff that came before, but this Jeff John Scott Collins Flash stuff was what I was reading and consuming and kind of made me a Flash fan. And uh, Captain Cold is maybe my favorite villain, period. Not just Flash villain, but my favorite villain because he's not really a villain, he's just a guy. And you get a lot of that in this story, how he's just a guy. You know, <laughs> he's always got his down look in his nose out of the folks that have superpowers imbued to themselves or any kind and, of authority or yeah and it's a series of the the whole story while not very long in and of itself is just a series of misunderstandings mm -hmm. whether it be direct misunderstandings or misunderstandings from afar right and it just goes to show you that sometimes the superheroes don't really know what the villains motivations are Right. And my two favorite parts of this is obviously when he meets the young punk and there's a young punk he meets along the way. And he's like, just go home, kid. As you can see, I don't have my goggles on, so I ain't working tonight. And like the kid does and he, he deals with the kid. Then he leaves and the cops show up and there's a moment where he slides on the goggles and you're like, oh, it's on. You're like, oh, I missed Captain Cold so much. And I'm with you. Captain Cold is way high on my list of supervillains. I, I I don't know. You know, he's not number one. I know that. But there's nobody who draws Captain Cold better in my mind than Scott Collins. So seeing Scott Collins art again doing Captain Cold was fantastic. And we got a little bit of Wally as Flash, which I missed. You know, the fun Wally and everything. So, yeah, in I paid $7.99 for this Flash $7.50, and those eight pages got me my $7.99 back. The rest was gravy, Joe. Uh, I'd be hard-pressed to disagree with that statement. Mm -hmm. uh, so moving along, the other book that I was looking forward to coming out this past week, uh, Billionaire Island Number 1 from Ahoy Comics, written by Mark Russell with art by Stephen Pew Pew. <laughs> So this is very clearly what the title tells you it is. It's Billionaire Island. It's a ever-moving island in international waters that 
has a little thing that checks what your net worth is as you're coming in uh, to see if you can come on to Billionaire Island, kind of an anything goes, anything you want to do sort of thing. And of course, there would be a dark secret with this, and the story is more so about the guy who's trying to uncover the dark secret. And it's a lot about... uh, I can't remember the guy's name exactly, but he was testing a new additive on food. The food ended up getting to more people. More people ended up dying from the additive that was in the food that was specifically put together to reduce the population. But it was still being uh, beta tested. But of Mm. course, this guy's family died. So now he's out for revenge. And then we also get to see what the horrible secret of Billionaire Island is. Which is, if you question what's going on on Billionaire Island, you're essentially nothing more than a rat in a cage. Or maybe Mm -hmm. a gerbil in this instance. (laughs) Yes. So, not a superhero book. uh, A little bit more uh, commentary on society, politics, greed, and that sort of thing. Which I think would be expected from a Mark Russell book. And it doesn't have the paint job over it of a licensed property or something like that. So it's a lot more raw. It's a lot more direct. It's a lot more straightforward in what the message is without the candy coating. Right. He, Cause he's, this is my project. I can do and say what I want. Um, and I think it's even more opinionated than his second coming. Um, and while I, you know, I did not agree with every opinion he had in this book, I can, you know, distance myself and I had fun. I, I had fun reading it. Stephen Pugh on art. Um, I love him from, he did two runs on animal man. He did some of, uh, I believe the Grant Morrison run. He did the later new 52 run. I think his art fits perfect on this story. Um, and like I said, I enjoyed it. Like I didn't agree with everything, but yeah, you know, I know when I can just lay back and enjoy a fun story and that's what I got out of it. Yep. Uh, again, we're kind of on board with uh, Mark Russell just based on the strength of a lot of the other stuff that he did. And of course, you know, you mentioned Second Coming and Second Coming has a little bit more of a visual hook to it where it's like, oh, what if a Superman pastiche is paired up with Jesus? Mm-hmm. You know, there is no real kind of elevator pitch for this, but it was still enjoyable nonetheless. Right. Uh, next, from what we read this past week, would be Batman number 90. Mm-hmm. Encased in Lucite, <laughs> not read by me, of course. Why would I read a comic book? No, no, I'm just kidding, of course. Uh, written by James Tinney in the fourth, with art by uh, Jorge Jimenez. And this essentially is the first full appearance of the second hottest Batman villain to strike the pages of Batman in 2020, the designer. And I'm being somewhat sarcastic in this and I could do so because I really enjoyed this. All right. I think I've been on board Batman this run, Tinian's run more than you, but I love issue when we get into what the designer's gimmick is. Yeah. And we find out, and I'm basically going to tell you the gimmick. The gimmick is he gets the group of villains together, Batman's rogues, the second best rogues in comics. And he tells them, like, you know, I'm going to help you beat the Batman. But the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to take your plan, whatever you have, and I'm going to show you how it's, how it's wrong because here's how he's going to beat. He's going to be two steps ahead of you. And we're going to escalate that until 
we get to a plan that Batman will never see coming because it's so far beyond anything he would think he would ever do. Then he puts the Joker in a room. And we don't know what happens, but things escalate even quicker than one would think. And maybe it's the the you know the 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 germ that changes Joker from a goof to what he had become, whatever. I don't know, but the whole gimmick of the designer, and then he says, like, I did this with somebody beforehand. I want to know who that person like. I feel Tinian has a whole comic book ready to go on the designer battling this other hero that the designer got the best of years ago. We just see him in silhouette, but I'm like, is this an established character? Is this a new one? I want to read stories about this, but I don't know if you could tell. I'm really excited about this storyline, regardless of punchline being in it. Um, I had a blast with this issue. I thought it looked great. And, you know, Catwoman's got to own up to some stuff in this. Will Batman forgive her? Won't he forgive her? I don't know. I'm guessing he might with that Tom King uh, series coming up, but you never know. Yeah, so you're over the moon on this one. I liked it a lot. Um, you know, if you're at a 10 on this, I'm at like a 9. Right. I and really I think... liked it. I thought it's really good. And uh, I liked the, you know, tease of the origin of the designer mm -hmm. that we got. And I like the idea that both internally and externally, DC is attempting to push the designer as just as big as a deal as Joker's girlfriend, Bombshell, or whatever her name is. Yes, punchline. Punchline, sure. And at least with the way that this issue is laid out, it feels as though, because we had discussed this before, that this was supposed to be Tom King's run up until issue 100, and then something happened where they decided, you know, whatever, right? And Tinian was coming in. So it feels as though, or it looked as though, that Tinian may have been a last-minute replacement on this, but it does not read like a last-minute replacement. It feels as though this is a story that Tinian has worked on and crafted and has laid groundwork and backstory and mystery to, as opposed to just a fill-in Batman book that's kind of spinning its wheels until we get to issue 100. This might have been a story from him in Detective, and then they were like, ah, all the things were happening behind the scene, and they were like, hold on to it? You're coming over to Batman? And bring it over there. So, yes, I do believe he had this, you know, in the can, if you will, in the filing desk, whatever you want to call it. But maybe this, like I said, was a detective run that they just, you know, shunted over to, to Batman. That makes as much sense as anything else to me. But I really like this. Like I said, not as much as you, of course, but uh, mm -hmm. I really like it. Good, I'm glad. It is a refreshing take after Tom King's, which was good, you know what I mean? But just a little more dry. This is more action-oriented. Um, and I think the masses will like this more. So, go pick this that. This is up. very palpable to mm. everyone. Yep. I could see this making a really good Batman movie. Throw like establish all these characters and then throw them all like throughout the movies. Like we're gonna do a trilogy or whatever. Here's here's two villains in this movie. Here's two villains in this movie. Here's two villains in this movie. When we get to the fourth one. Here's the designer and how it like something like that. This feels like that epic to me. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. So last but not least to discuss. Again, a lot of comic books to talk about this week is Strange Adventures number one, uh, written by Tom King with art by Mitch Gerards 
and uh, Doc Shaner. Right. It's an Adam Strange story. Wait, come back. <laughs> okay. So, Tom King in his books kind of has a reputation of doing big, heady projects. Right. And you're talking about, you know, arguably a C-list character. You're talking about this team that's done stuff with the Vision and done stuff with the aforementioned Batman book and the more recently Mr. Miracle book. Omega Men. Omega Men, right. So this book could have been this huge, convoluted, confusing mess. But it's not. It's actually pretty straightforward. Even if you've never read an Adam Strange book, I think in this first issue it gives you a really good idea of what the premise of Adam Strange is, a man torn between two worlds, uh, you know, a man on Earth who goes to the, the alien planet Ran, where he's the, the hero of the story, and the Zeta Beam will zap him back and forth. And because he's a big giant hero, he wrote a book of his adventures. And, you know, everyone's cool with it. But just like in real life, not just in the comic books, there's people that maybe are against what Adam Strange is doing to the poor, oppressed people at Ran and their detractors. And wouldn't you know it, therein leads us to a murder mystery that mm -hmm. certainly points to Adam Strange being the one, but you and I, Todd, and the readers know that it's not Adam Strange. So who done it? And it's a mystery. And I'm down. I think it's cool. We get Batman in it. We get a, you know, a tease of who's actually going to be solving the mystery, which was a neat surprise at the end, because again, it's Tom King. I don't need to read what it's about. I'll I'll read the book and I'll be good to go from there. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like this a lot. I did too. I, I, I like the premise. I want to see where it goes. I, I, you know, and as you said, it could be heady. I think it will get heady as it goes on. Um, I, like you said, he wrote the book about his adventure, his strange adventures. Um, but I like the fact that there's the sections we're, we're taking from the book, which are in the past that are all drawn by doc Shaner. And then everything in the modern era is, is drawn by Mitch and that works really well because you instantly know where you are. You know, like if you don't have to go like, oh, this is him. Did he go back to Ran? It's just real easy. If you see one type of art, it's in the book. If you see one type of art, it's in the present dealing, you know, with whatever happened in the book tour or whatever. So I, I really like that. I like the idea of that the book the flashbacks are written in a cheesy like novel style. So where he's like, say, like he's speaking the dialogue, you know what I mean? Like that you would read in old comics, like, Oh, I'm fighting the, the picket men or whatever they're called. And he's like in this and I'm, you know, when you come here, I'm a man of two worlds and he's giving his origin in the, in the dialogue, which is old timey, like stra strange adventure comics. So you have that. And then the murder mystery. And like you said, when you find out who's going to solve the murder mystery, it's done very well with just a, reveal of a sleeve if you will it's it, that's actually brilliant and as i read tom king books because they are layered um like i'm just looking at the cover and i don't know what cover you have i have the one with stranger danger on it and up the top it says amazing science in black letters and then fiction in yellow with a question mark and my mind goes all right so you have amazing science 
fiction? Are they saying his book is fiction and and he's a lot like there's so many stuff. I know it's not making any sense if you don't read the book, haven't read the book, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Where it's just like, does that mean something that the book that he wrote is a lie? Because that's what somebody's saying. I don't know. I'm in for 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 11 more issues because like i said i like the book part which is like very you know over the top you know like he has to sell a book and then realistic stuff between him and his wife elena which reminds me of all the stuff from mr miracle that i loved between barter and scott which seemed so like realistic dialogue it was ridiculous and i'm hoping we're going to get that from this so i'm all in on strange adventures as of right now yep I, a really, really good first issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, really grabs you, and like I said, it's it's not too out there because you know who amongst us is a huge Adam Strange fan. I don't know many. Right, so it may seem like I don't know what this premise is. That's fine. They give you everything you need to know in that first issue, and that's really the most important thing. Is they give you everything you need to know and a mystery, and I'm all about it. I loved it. Right. I thought it was. Uh, it was maybe my favorite thing outside of the Jeff John Scott Collins Captain Cold thing that hmm. I read this week. It was a week of really good books. Yep. But uh, luckily there was no t- luckily there was no TV to distract me from reading my comic books. <laughs> That's right. The best was over. Doctor Who's done. So, um, d- which cover did you get? Did you get the 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 uh, the propaganda bad Doctor Strange one or the happy colorful uh, D- uh, Adam Strange cover? If I said bad. Doctor Strange, I'm sorry. The bad one. I went. I thought the bad cover was awesome too. Yep, yep. That's what we we'll have so, to do. I think I'm gonna ask you each each time we get this book if we review it, what cover you got. I always check them beforehand, and I always send my list to the comic book shop. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they're the the my local comic book shop, which is Todd's local comic book shop, are very good at pulling the books that we want. Yes, and the covers that we want, and the everything else that we want. So as long as you don't highlight what you're looking for. Exactly. So uh, that's what we read from this past week. Let's get into what we're looking forward to coming out this week. If you head over to longboxheroes.com every Tuesday around 5.30 Eastern Time or so, we put up the poll post, which is a link to a link to all the books that are coming out this week. Whether you get your books in print, whether you get them digitally, whether you get them shipped to your home, whether the solicitations for them have been canceled or not, be forewarned and be forearmed, know what's coming out this week. Todd and I attempt to guess what the other is most looking forward to coming out each and every week. I am in the lead with two correct guesses. Let's see if I can stretch this out to three because Todd does not have a ton of books this week. Right. I'm going to say the book that you're most looking forward to coming out this week is Thor number four. It is because it rhymes, Joe. That's the only reason. No, I, I, I do. I love Thor. So I'm looking at the books that you have and is the book you're looking forward to most Immortal Hulk 32. It is Immortal Hulk 32, a.k.a. The Layup. Right, because I look at it as Immortal Hulk is probably the best written book on the all the all of the lists here, uh-huh. but I'm having more fun with Thor, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. You know like I, there's I, that fun versus amazing, you know? I, I would say uh, if Immortal Hulk wasn't on this week, Thor would have probably been my book as well, but... Mm-hmm. Immortal Hulk. You know, it yep. it takes a tough, usually Ed Brubaker written book to bump Immortal Hulk off of its mighty perch. Right. Maybe an inferior five if it was being finished. Maybe. Right. 
So while you're over at longboxheroes.com, be sure to check out everything that Todd and I have done in the past, whether it be past episodes of this show, past episodes of Longbox Heroes After Dark, with some social media skills and discussions on this week's show. Uh, You can also check out the 2017 Smash Sensation. Todd and Joe have issues. You can also visit our little store across the top of the links there, right underneath the banner. Uh, Get shirts or stickers or pins with our fancy logo on them. If you want even more fancy items with even more fancy logos on them, inspired by dumb things that we've said on this show, (laughs) uh, dumb things that we've said over on At Odds With Wrestling, or soon-to-be Name Network in general, you can go check out our T Public store. We'll put any of those logos on pretty much anything that you wish. I think I opted out of the uh, fleece throws. Uh, But if you uh, decide to get, like, our logo on, like, your cell phone case or on a pillow, or on a notebook, or something. As long as the onesies are still available, that's all I care about. I don't know. Let me look. All right, because I know I would love a fish math onesie for all my nieces and nephews. I don't have any nieces and nephews that would wear a onesie. You need to get some. Oh, can you buy them? I think think these days you could buy pretty much anything you want. Maybe you can... So, did you... Is there onesies or no? I'm checking. Oh, okay. Because I was going to do a... Never mind. Kids Apparel, they have onesies. All right. You can get a onesie. Maybe I'll buy a kid off Amazon then and and, uh, (laughs) give him a onesie. Uh, So also while you're over there, of course, uh, you can check out our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You get two bonus shows from us, one talking about the films of Mel Brooks, the other one of Todd and I going through the previews catalog from 30 years ago this month. In time, we've got about two years of previews (laughs) ready to go on that Patreon special. Who knows what the other one will be for next year, but that's next year's problem. $5 and up, you get those two bonus shows before everyone else, and you get After Dark before anyone else. And uh, like I said, the link is right on the right-hand side of the page over on longboxheroes.com. One more way that you can support us is by making any and all of your purchases through our Amazon click-through across the top of the page. The very, very tippy top of longboxheroes.com. Anything that you purchase there, they give us a little bit of a kickback. They call it an advertising fee. I call it the thing that makes Todd happy at the end of the month when he gets his cut of the money. Yes, sir. Some of the notable purchases through the Amazon click-through this past week. This is my favorite time of the Amazon purchasing schedule because it's time to stock up on snacks, Todd. Uh, We've got the Pringles Snack Stack uh, 27 count. We've got the Frito-Lay Party Mix 40 count. The Smart Food Popcorn Variety Pack 40 count. And the Cheez-Its Original uh, multi-combo pack 36 count two things i want to mention about this one smart food popcorn recently changed their logo and i don't like it what and this looks a little bit different i don't like it and uh there's a huge variety of flavors on cheese it's and a friend of mine sent me a picture of the latest flavor that he got which were called extra baked I go, is that just their fancy way of saying burnt? And he said, yes. <laughs> I wonder if this is all bought by uh, Thomas Snacks Lee, who's been in the news lately, Joe, do you think? 
I don't know who that is. I don't pay he, attention to the news. He was a college kid who basically isn't on the wasn't on the team for this you know smaller college basketball school, and he ended up you know go. They let him go out and and play for one you know set of downs if that's what they do in basketball. I don't know. And he had a three pointer, which was fantastic. But snacks probably looks like what me or you would have looked like during like you know college basketball if we were playing. He was a very rotund gentleman and he hit the three and it looks fantastic and there's nothing better than you know someone like us doing athletic feats and his nickname is snacks so i'm hoping he bought those what did you say his name is matt snacks lee thomas snacks lee but everybody just calls him snacks joe i'm gonna say if his name was if his name was matt lee i'd say what is that some sort of joke huh I don't get it. No, Thomas uh, Thomas Snacks looks all right. He looks like a regular dude. Yeah, well, I'm just saying he's not a tall, thin basketball player. Sure, sure. He's my man. So uh, a couple of the other notable purchases to the Amazon click-through this past week is uh, someone purchased a skeleton medieval Dr. Plague mask. Oh boy! And uh, there may have been a after dark purchase or two that I think might go along with that. You get in touch with me, and I'll let you know if that's you. Oh boy! And this is right up my alley. Someone purchased a book entitled "Spectral Edition: Ghost Reports from U.S. Newspapers, circa 1865 to 1917." You can't that have that. Fascinating to me. But you can't have that book in your house. Well, I, just, I can have it in my house. I just can't tell my wife that it's in the house. Mm, okay. I have to tear out all the pages about baby ghosts. Oh, no. Or damage to eyes. Right. Or everything. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but thank you, everyone, who made a purchase through the Amazon click-through this past week. Todd, did we have any art attacks this week? Yes, we had one. It was short but sweet. It was uh, from Matt Turner, who's at Matt Turner OF. Um, he just sent at Tard Todd's art attack, George Perez. And he had a sketch cover done of Wolverine by George Perez. And he got a picture with apparently pirate George Perez. Um, cause he's wearing an eye patch, which at the time I think he was getting cataracts taken care of, or I know he was having eye surgery for something and he was having one done than the other. So at cons, you'd see him, he'd have the eye patch on for a while. Then when that eye healed up, he ended up getting the other eye, uh, done and had the eye patch on the other. But, uh, George Perez always, he doesn't do shows anymore, but uh, when you did see him, he was always most generous and, and, and nice creators I've ever met. Um, and you could tell from that picture. Good to go for uh, getting a cool Wolverine uh, George Perez sketch there, Matt. I would uh, I would have hoped that uh, George Perez would have had his official John Moxley, a.k.a. one of the hot cops, branded eye patch. Oh, alas, next time, next time. <laughs> Uh, see, if I would got would have got a sketch from George Perez with an eye patch, I would have got a Nick Fury. Mm. And be like, <laughs> you're trying, you know what an eye patch looks like? Draw it, son. Who would I have gotten? I got Who's a another good eye patch uh, person in the world of uh, comics and books? Um, yeah, who are the best eye patch Pat. characters? He could have got a Wolverine. I'll just assume that that Wolverine that he's uh, that he did there is the Patch Wolverine. He's just wearing the Wolverine cowl over his eye patch. Mm. Did I ever uh, pitch you my DC Marvel crossover with Wolverine and Batman, where it's no, just their alter ahead. egos, and I called it uh, Batman uh, Batman Wolverine matches and patches? 
No. No. Um, okay, did I ever pitch you the uh, Sabretooth Doctor Doom uh, t- team up? Where I called it to the victors go the spoils. That's horrible. That one's really good. Victor Creed, Victor Von Doom to the victors. I, I have that whole story written out, by the way. So, Marvel, if you need a mini, come see me. Is Sabretooth still a thing these days? Yeah, he, I don't mean I don't know what he's been. Yeah, I think he's on on uh, that that what that island where you go through the door. Oh boy! You know you go. It's out in the the woods there in the in the in the the ocean. I don't know, man. And that's not Mandapur. It's Muir Island, maybe. You're, I think you're thinking of uh, Krakoa. Yeah, Krakoa. But I think all like when I was reading Fantastic Four X Men or X Men Fantastic Four, whichever it's called, I. From what they established, it seems like for the most part, every mutant is on there, and I think like even the bad ones and Sabretooth might be there. So I don't know. If we had a show where, you know, somebody did a thing for a minute or so about the mutants, we we might know this. This would be the perfect spot for that, yes. <laughs> that's right. So Todd, that's the end of the show. We ain't got no TV talk, right? I, I know we, we have covered everything, much. huh? Yeah, that that is everything. Right, so next week we'll be back with the latest episodes of The Flash and Legend of Tomorrow, of course. Sadly, no more Doctor Who. I don't know if you could hear me winking into the microphone. As I weep openly. Yes, and uh, Bloodshot's coming out this weekend? Yeah, and you're going to see that with your kid, right? Oh, boy, I don't know. Kid loves, I heard kids love the Bloodshots. (laughs) Yeah, they're big fans of Vince (laughs) Diesel. What's his name? (laughs) That's right, the Groody. Oh, I don't know. I can't get a read on this film. I, were you ever a Valiant guy at all? Uh, Quantum and Woody. True. And remember like a couple years ago when um, Venditti was writing uh, Exo Man of War? That was pretty good. That's right. That that I read. But were you ever a shooter era? No. Valiant guy? No. Either was I. I. I never read any of that stuff, you know. When you had coupons to get certain books and stuff like that. The one halves or the zeros or whatever. No, I was I was just curious. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this movie does. I don't know if I'll be able to fit this into my busy life schedule mm. uh, to see I'm this gonna, one. I'm going to get to it right after the Harley Quinn's movies. Okay. Still haven't seen that one? No, not yet. No, me neither. I'm, are you going to go see at least Black Widow when it comes out, or are you going to be scared? Yes. yes. Black right. Widow, uh, you know, got to see the Marvel movies. Uh, that's one I could even like swing going to see by myself if I have to, you know? Right, right. But I think April would want to go see that one. I'm not sure about Asa. He's a weirdo, so. That is true. That is true. And then I still keep getting tripped up because I know Wonder Woman is now like later in the summer. June, yes. Yeah. But I kept thinking it was like March and I missed it or I'm going to miss it or something. No, you're good. I'll keep you abreast of all the Wonder Woman stuff. Yeah. And comic book movies, so after you see Bloodshot. Yep, after I see Bloodshot. So, again, we're kind of just killing time here. Wrapping up the show, episode 493 (laughs) in the books. Thanks for listening. For Todd, this is Joe saying we'll see y'all here next week. Remember, be a faucet, not a drain. Boop! You're listening to the soon-to-be-named Network.
the Lamborghini of Podcast Network.